Hi, I'm Brent Love, and this is HopeWorks, a podcast by Hope Surrogacy. HopeWorks is brought to you by Seed Trust. Seed Trust provides dependable escrow services for surrogates, intended parents, and egg donors. During your surrogacy journey, you have got to have a solid plan for your finances. As an intended parent who had a baby through surrogacy, I know. At Seed Trust, you'll find quality managers you can count on and a secure online platform that's accessible, transparent, and reliable. SeedTrustEscrow.com. On time, online, worry free. That's SeedTrustEscrow.com. So, our first season ended with episode seven a conversation between me and my surrogate, Giovanna. Hi, Giovanna. But. There are a few more clips that were just too good to pass up, so we're bringing you this bonus episode today. In this episode, we're back with Lauren. Remember Lauren? Lauren's a delivery nurse, and she's a mom, and she's also a surrogate. And when we talked, she had just had a failed embryo transfer, and she worried about the future of her surrogacy dreams to carry a second pregnancy for her intended parents. We're talking with Lauren again today in two parts. In the second part, at the end of the episode, Lauren gives us an update you'll want to hear. She was devastated about the failed embryo transfer, but she and her intended parents were determined to try again. So, did Lauren become pregnant? Did another transfer fail? Did they keep going or did they give up? Stay tuned till the end and you'll find out. But first, at the time of our original podcast recording, Lauren had just talked her way through everything she felt about the failed embryo transfer, her first surrogacy pregnancy, and her plans for the future. We wrapped up the recording, but I was surprised after I turned the mics off. Lauren said to me, hey, do I get to ask you a question? That made me laugh. So we turned the mics back on and Lauren fired away with questions she had for me about what it's like to be an intended parent. Okay, this is this is our bonus episode because you have questions for I me. I do. All right, so I you're do. the interviewer. So I want to start from the very beginning. <gasps> so how did you know that Giovanna was the one for you? Okay, so um, I would say one thing is that I even I'll go before that and and say meeting Mary. Yes. And her team was such a big deal for me yes. because surrogacy seemed so scary and you go on the internet and there's all this stuff and you don't, mm-hmm. um, you don't know what to make of all of it because mm-hmm. some of it's real, some of it's not real. And so meeting a real person yes. who was so caring and also so incredibly knowledgeable. Yes. Yes. About every, about everything. everything mm-hmm. um, it, it, it made it really so real. And how did you find them? Uh, we were referred by our clinic, by our okay. fertility clinic. So we, the very first thing we did is we went to our fertility clinic and had an appointment about what is this process. And they referred us um, to Mary directly. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Um, and so we trusted Mary and, you know, she talked so much and so, so highly of all the women that she worked with who were surrogates mm-hmm. and about the kind of women they are and the kind of, um, parents they are and the kind of um, things that they care about 
And so you start kind of building this picture of who this person is. And I just knew immediately anyone who walked in the room, I was going to be like, whoever you are, you are, you've got to be like this magical person (laughs) to even have gotten this far. So I was pretty prepped to like love whoever I was going to meet. But then meeting Giovanna was like really special. Yes. Um, like who is this person? Like she walked right in. She, we went straight for the hugs. Um, you know, you, we sat in that room and uh, we. I could see. I mean, you said um, in the conversation earlier, like you can see it in their eyes, yes, you know. And you yes. were talking about the delivery room, yes. but I could see in Giovanna's face how hopeful she was that she could do this. Yes. Like she was on this journey of her own hope to be this person in the world and for a family. Yes. And I could see how much she wanted to do it. Yes. Immediately. And Mary was asking these questions about why you're getting into surrogacy. And she, you know, she was saying things about how much she loved her own kids and how much she um, wanted to other families to be able to experience that and and to experience the kind of love that she has in her life and the whole time she's saying it I felt like she was just gonna like jump off the couch she was like she seemed so like into it and excited and like ready to do it and so you just start I immediately felt how eager she was and then she's so type a (laughs) (laughs) she's so she's so organized Mm -hmm. and so she just knew a lot Sure. And so she started, not only was I starting to feel her excitement, but I already immediately started to feel safe. Like she was going to take care of us and our baby. Right. Right. And you have to put that faith in this woman. Totally. To be able to do that and make the best choices. And we were just getting the little inkling of it at that match meeting, right? Awesome. Yeah. So how, after you met, you guys hit it off. How long did it take from the match meeting to your transfer? Okay, let me go back in the timeline. So we met in a January. We transferred. No, no, no. We met in the beginning of November. Okay. We transferred in March. Okay, so that's pretty quick. Yeah. So that's... one. I mean, how December, January, February, March. Four or five months. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Very good. How was it? Um, did you? While during the pregnancy, after the transfer, because you had mentioned that you were there for the transfer, how often did you guys see each other? How did you communicate? Oh, gosh, we were texting all the time. Okay. Um, Giovanna is super busy. And she, you know, she's, gosh, she's a super mom. I mean, we were getting texts about the costumes she was making for her kids and the, you know, the sports they were involved in and who was getting dropped off where. And, and so we couldn't... Uh, FaceTime as much as we wanted sure. or get on the phone as much as we wanted. Yeah. And sometimes she'd be like, actually it'd be better if we just texted cause I'm so busy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which was great. It was fine. It was totally fine. So we ended up probably FaceTiming once a week. Oh, that's once great. Or twi- one, yeah. Once every week or every two weeks. And, nice. but we got, I mean, we got belly pictures almost every day we got, um, and it was also so great to get to know our kids. Oh, um, sure. And we would send her pictures all the time about like just what we were doing in our lives. And especially, cool. you know, we're, we live in the house that we lived in then. Sure. And so we were prepping the baby study, the baby. So we'd be sending pictures of the nursery and pictures of, of, uh, 
you know, the part where I like, can't wait to be walking around the park with a stroller, you know, all those kinds of things yeah. too. So we had so much to share with her about where this baby would live and what life we were, what we were doing to yes. get ready. And that's so just wonderful, you know, getting those little reminders of how, because we know how much this means and how much like it, there's all the anticipation leading up to it. But the, those little photos, you know, here and there just means so much to be able to see how much, you know, you're caring and thinking about everything. And even if you're not physically, you know, there all the time to know yeah. that, you know, the baby is always on your mind. That's awesome. Um, um, How did it feel? Oh, you know, because again, you're every, everything is leading up to this moment of delivery. What were your feelings when you finally got to hold your daughter? I've been away from her for a few oh. days. <laughs> you know, getting to do these interviews with people like you. Yeah. Um, I miss her a lot. And so I'm getting really emotional thinking about that moment because I got to hold her yeah. when she was delivered. Um, I got to do the skin to skin. So I get to hold her for the first hour of yeah. her life. Um, I've wanted to be a dad my whole life and then I was one and she was there <laughs> and so perfect and so beautiful and I could feel how my life was going to be different like for the for for always mm. after that um I could feel all of this love for her and I could feel a sense of myself finally being the person I wanted to be in the world. And all of it was wrapped up in just being able to hold her, you know? Ugh, um, I was also, you know, I'm crying about it now. And it's funny because Giovanna will say like, I'm, I was so surprised that you didn't cry. She actually like said it. She said that while like <laughs> in those first moments, she's like, I'm surprised you're not crying. <laughs> I was, I would, I was absolutely shocked, shocked and in awe of the process we'd been through. Yes. I was like, totally like couldn't function with like <laughs> mouth and thought like I was ex experiencing the delivery was so shocking and so, big it was i mean i come from a religious background of all these religious stories in my head and um and i and i think of all the the kind of stories about like meeting god which um i bring up to say that you're in front of something that's so magnificent you can't even say anything about it you're just like standing there and you're like i cannot believe i am here in this room what is this almost this out is of body yeah yeah it was it was the mo it was the closest thing that I've ever seen to like a miracle. If miracles are in the world, and um, that's another conversation, yeah. but <laughs> but if but this one, wow! I, I wrote about it. I have to send it to you. Yeah, I wrote about it, and I just like I was able to kind of articulate. It was like, what is this thing? Like, there wasn't a person. There's a person. What? <laughs> like you and I are sitting here and at some point we weren't. Right. And then we were. <laughs> and we get to be there in that moment was unbelievable. So in that moment, I was so shocked 
And, and underneath that shock was all of this, like, like my body just filling up with love, just filling up and overflowing and like holding her. And how did it feel when you finally got, did you guys go to court or did you do phone court? How did you do the Uh, um, paperwork? We, uh, because you had a little experience on the way to the courtroom, didn't you? Oh, well, (laughs) we got into a little fender bender. Um, well, that's a whole other thing. Okay. So, so we delivered, we had to wait 10 days. Um, so we just stayed here four hours from home in a beautiful little apartment. Um, that's actually apartment above hope surrogacy. And we were, they had actually planned to have that space, um, for guests to stay and particularly IPs. And we were the first, um, couple to stay there. And since then it's like, all these people, all these IPs have stayed there with their babies. It's, awesome. It's like this magical apartment. If you like need some <laughs> spiritual juju, just like go and sit there and like have a cup of tea or something. But anyway, uh, we stayed there for 10 days and most magical 10 days. And then we had this court date. And um, for us as a gay couple, there's this feeling, I mean, this is going to be a little bit of a bummer, but there's a, a fear that even though things are good for you, that the law won't be on your side. We have a lot of support from a lot of people, mm-hmm. but you're afraid of the law sometimes because sure. marriage just became legal. Sure. Because um, not long ago, it was legal to um, put someone like me in jail or it was legal to, um, it's still legal to fire me because I'm gay in um, most states in the country. So, you know, you're afraid of the law. And so going to the court, so appearing in court is like, oh gosh, like it's really scary. Even though Mary and the team and our lawyer and everyone like worked so hard and Mm -hmm. really talked us through it. And it's gonna be, they were like, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be wonderful. It's gonna be fine. But in the back of your mind as a gay man, you're just like, oh, I'm so scared. Right. So we had the jitters, got a fender bender because of those jitters, which was like so embarrassing because everyone's waiting there with flowers and they, and like, they actually saw it happen. Mary and like her team like saw it and they like, they like have their flowers and everything. And like, oh, oh gosh. No. And we're, no, I, we were on the phone with Mary actually like on the car phone and it was like crunch crunch. And then Mary was like, okay, I'm going to go. And like hung up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, we ended up parking. We went inside. Uh, we went into the courtroom. Um, and I remember kind of put, bringing the stroller in. And as much as I was nervous, I was also like, oh, I got to change the baby. And she actually needs a bottle. So the change the baby, we're like making the bottle, like on in the courtroom, you know, like the formula and yeah. everything and mixing it all up and, sh- and getting the baby out. Okay, got to start the, you know... Um, got to start her, her meal here. Yeah. And so, um, that's the way the court hearing started. And then the judge just started talking and we didn't know what he was going to say and went through some of the kind of basics, you know, have you filed this and do you appear here for this right. reason, et cetera, et cetera. And then he said, soon, I think we won't have to do these kinds of hearings anymore. Huh. And we, and honestly, I don't think that they're necessary, but because this is the way the law works right now, it's a privilege for me to be here. 
and to be doing this with you. Oh my goodness. And he said, you know, he, you know, he does the, the legal things of having a, a spoken testimony from the surrogate and yes. her husband. And then uh, the both of us is, this is the intended parentage. And then he said, it's clear to me who the parents were as soon as you walked in the room. <laughs> and it's a privilege for me to, to be here at this part of your family journey oh. as you start it. And I'm so grateful. And he just kept saying these beautiful things. Oh. And we were all crying. Oh my, I'm crying right now again. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. That is, yeah. I, in all of your fears, you're probably a state like mouth open, like, yeah. Could this have gone better? I mean, yeah. how wonderful to have somebody so caring. Yeah. And with after all those fears. Yeah. And everyone was, we were all crying. Oh my gosh. Mary and her team were back there sniffling. We could hear, her, you know, the only person wasn't crying was Giovanna's baby, who, uh, who was at court with us too, making gerbil noises or something. It was great. Oh my gosh. But oh, yeah. Funny. So we actually, um, one things, one of the things that we're putting in the baby book is we got a transcript of that court hearing. So, awesome. Yeah. So we actually are going to like put it in the baby book. Cool. Yeah, great really idea. Cool. Yeah. So my last question like I can think of right now is how did it feel finally bringing her into your, your home and your family being together in your home? It got me again. Cause I'm so far away from home. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> um, that feels, it's like my dreams coming true, you know? You go through so many years of wanting to be a parent. And I don't know the experience of a woman who can't carry a baby or a husband of a, um, who's in an infertility situation like that. But as a gay man, oh my gosh, the, how hard it was to believe that I could have a family. You just want to have a baby. Mm-hmm. And you want to be a dad and you want to see him grow up and you want to see him sing <laughs> and you want to see him dance and you want to see him walk and you want to take him to the park and you want to show him your favorite things and all the plants and the trees and the, and the playgrounds and see him learn about space and all those things, you know? And so when they get to your house and they're laying on that little mat that you bought for them. (laughs) They've been waiting for them. (laughs) And they're just looking at things. It's like you've arrived at, at the place that you dreamed about and that also that younger person who had such a hard time believing that this would be real you get to kind of look back at that younger person and say like you were right to keep believing the whole time even though people told you maybe you shouldn't you were right to keep believing it and then you and then you just get to play (laughs) Yes. 
you know, and live, and and I rock your baby, and yes. sing, and read the books, and it's the best thing that I've ever done. Okay, so that was a really emotional conversation, um, and it was a great one, and I'm so glad I got to talk to Lauren earlier this year. And like I said, you know, Lauren had gone through everything with the failed transfer and with plans to try again, so of course we called her. And so in the second part of this episode, here's the conversation with Lauren just a couple weeks ago on how things are going now. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Brent. How are you doing today? I am good. I'm good. So I wanted to talk to you right now because, you know, we talked earlier this year and your episode went out and there was a lot going on. You know, you had the failed transfer um, that was happening at the time. Yes. And you're trying to do a sibling project. So we wanted to get an update. How are things going? Yes. So um, after our episode, so... This whole year, um, we started our sibling project um, in hopes of um, having another baby for our intended parents. We started in March. We had a little bit of a setback, but we were able to transfer in April, and that was a failed transfer. Mm. And then we transferred, I guess we had three embryos left, okay? So that was one in April. So then after that, you had two embryos. We had two embryos left, and so we transferred in June and had another failed transfer. And so now we were down to one embryo and we all agreed that, you know, this was it. We were all very happy with where we had, you know, what we had accomplished and um, everything that we had been through together. And so we decided to try one more time. Um, We did take some time off just because, you know, it's very, very emotional. Um, And, you know, physically it's, it's, it's not easy. Yeah. So we took the rest of the summer and some of the fall off and we proceeded with our final transfer of our final little embryo on October 25th. And I'm super happy and excited to say that it appears that everything is going very well so far. We're about eight weeks pregnant right now. Oh my gosh. We just got re- <laughs> yeah, we just got released from our fertility clinic. So we have our first, you know, quote unquote regular doctor appointment um this coming thursday so we're i you know our intended parents are over the moon we are so excited and it just kind of goes to show that you know with all the frustration and sadness and heartbreak and you know there sometimes you just have to trust that there's a bigger plan somewhere even if you can't see it at that time which i sure know i couldn't at all um you know we i don't know Uh, it's my eyes are tearing up because I'm just remembering how hard it was, you know, just having the conversation, let alone living through it. Yes. You know, it was so heart-wrenching, you know, in those days. And I'm so excited for you guys. Thank you. We are just over the moon excited. And, oh, yeah. I mean, I don't hardly even have words. I mean, it's just been such a process and you know, there's something to be said about, you know, the harder you work for something, the sweeter it is because we, we're just kind of relishing in the moment right now that after all of that hard work and I mean, almost another year of trying to, to uh, work towards this family edition that we're finally, 
we're finally on the right track. Um, what were your IP's reactions like when you gave them the news that it worked this time? Well, so we started um, with a urine pregnancy test, which they say that you're not supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> but who can resist? Exactly. Who can resist? So um, I started with urine pregnancy test. I took one a day starting with um, day four post-transfer. Um, I did not see a line on the fourth day. And so I was a little bummed because we had with our previous pregnancy. But on day five, I saw a faint line and I sent a picture to Lacey and I said, Lacey, I see a line. I know I do. And so she, of course, and this was at like 4.30 in the morning, of course, because I woke up super early because I was so excited. Uh And um, of course, (laughs) you know, she was awake too. And I sent her a bunch of pictures. You can't really see it in pictures, but um, it's definitely there. And so each day it just got a little bit darker, a little bit darker. And um, yeah, we, our first uh, blood draw was great. And all the numbers subsequently were as they should be. And we saw a little, we've seen two little, you know, well, one little heartbeat, but we've had two ultrasounds now and heart rate looks great. Um, baby's measuring as she should be. So. Wow. Do you know that it's a girl? We do. We do. Oh, Um, wow. Yeah. They had, um, their embryos tested. So now you've been through, um, this would have been your fourth cycle of meds. Your fourth transfer. Mm-hmm. So how can I ask, how's your body doing? <laughs> you know, <laughs> poor I girl. mean, how are you feeling? <laughs> <laughs> She's been through a lot. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um because we are where we are and we are almost eight weeks pregnant. Um, I think my psyche is helping my poor body just, you know. Overall, overall, we're we're doing very well. Um, like I said, we are. We just got released from our fertility clinic, so I can um, head back to the gym. Which you know, I'm not like a crazy, crazy exercise person in early pregnancy, but um, it just you know, you feel better even with the morning sickness. Like you just feel so much better when you get up and moving and focusing on something else. Um, so I think that that will help things too. But um, I've also reached. I reached a new low of my whole mm. life um, a couple of days ago when the Arby's drive-through guy recognized me. So um, <laughs> you're like, "This is my comfort food, Arby's man. Give me my roast beef. <laughs> Lay off me, I'm starving." <laughs> he was like, "Oh, hello again." Uh huh. <laughs> like, oh yeah. no. You don't understand what I've been through, Arby's man. <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> so, no, overall, I mean, we're doing great. Um, I overall, Do you sit really ever? Good. Say that again? <laughs> Do you sit ever? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I feel like I've been just relaxing for a whole month, yeah. which is very good, good. And I'm so thankful to be where we are. But it'll feel good to get back into another routine. It's just... You know, with my work schedule, I work five days a week and, or sorry, five days of pay period. So those five days are crazy busy. But then the days off, um, which again is great because I can do, you know, like appointments yeah. during the week, which other people can't necessarily do. But sometimes that leads to some lag time when, you know, you can't fill it in with, you know, going to the gym and exercise or, you know, just exercising yeah. or whatever. So it'll be good to get back into a routine. Yeah, sure. 
Okay, last question, Lauren. Here come the holidays, and you're going to be pregnant. What are you looking forward to during the holidays? Oh, good question. I'm looking forward to just relaxing. Looking forward to spending time with the family. And, you know, um, I, I do have to work Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, but that's okay. Um, you know, just I feel like the same, really the same things that I look forward to every year minus you know, the hot toddies and stuff like that. <laughs> right. Um, um, but also minus the shots. M- minus the shots. <laughs> right. There is. Yes. Oh, yeah. Minus the shots. Minus the shots. So, <laughs> um, no, just, yeah, looking forward to, you know, every, I, I never like to wish time away ever, but, you know, every day that we progress in this pregnancy is just a blessing and we're just so excited to be where we are. Hope Works is a podcast created by Hope Surrogacy. Thanks for listening. We're so grateful to every surrogate in our community who shares their story. And we're so excited for season two of Hope Works, which will feature incredible intended parents as they talk about what it's like to turn to surrogacy to build a family of their dreams. Make sure that you subscribe at hopesurrogacy.com podcast or find us on iTunes so you don't miss a minute. Thanks again, Lauren. I think I can speak for all of us at Hope and our listeners when I say to you and your IPs, congratulations. We're so excited for you and we're so happy for the journey you're on. And we are especially happy for that little baby making their way into the world. If you're listening and you're interested in finding out more about becoming a surrogate or a parent through surrogacy, come chat with us at hopesurrogacy.com. Find stories on our blog, leave us a message on our contact page, or come say hello on Instagram and Facebook. Just search at Hope Surrogacy. Thanks for listening to season one and this bonus episode of Hope Works. We can't wait to join you again for season two. And until then, as always, on behalf of all of us at Hope, Mary, Leanne, Amy, and myself, we can't wait to hear from you and to talk about how Hope works. <laughs>